0: You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 217, and today we're talking about rhythms. Why rhythms matter? It sounds boring, but rhythms have completely transformed my life, and I know it can yours as well. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherb. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherb. Welcome back to this podcast. My name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, find more joy, and today you're going to learn how to do all three through creating healthy rhythms that last. Now, if you've been around a while, you know I'm a big fan of rhythms over habits, um, but really creating these routines in your life that are foundational and centered and creating health inside your body. Now, today on the show, I asked Rebecca Lyons, who is a national best-selling author and speaker of books such as Rhythms of Renewal, which is specifically what we're going to talk about today, all about trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. But she's also written You Are Free and Free Fall to Fly. Rebecca is one of the most caring and honest voices openly revealing her own battles to overcome anxiety and depression and encourage you to discover and build a life living your God-given purpose from a place of freedom. I am honored to have Rebecca on the show as we dive into Rhythms of Renewal and how shifting your focus to Rhythms Over other things can override a multitude of pains inside life and really help you transition from wanting to do something, from just doing it for the sake of doing it, to making it a part of who you are. And that's what we talk about today in the show. So I am excited and I want you to stay tuned because I think you are going to love it as well. Now, before we get to today's show, I have to remind you that Health Made Simple is open. Yes, I'm going to scream it from the rooftops because Of anything I've ever created, this is the class that I am the most proud of. And I don't even say that for me. This is really a message that was birthed from God. Like this is a message that he wants you to hear. And it's definitely a message that will change your entire perspective about your body and help you to truly understand what health means for you. It's redesigning health and in the midst of that, designing a life of health that you love. It's creating freedom from food. It's creating freedom from your body. And it's truly allowing you to step up to be the person that you were designed. Okay, I know that's all mushy gushy stuff, but don't worry. We also dive into weight loss and hormonal issues and immune function and the health of the nervous system. All of those things are inside the class because really what you need to know is you need to understand how the body works so you know how to fill it with healthy rhythms and routines that are going to completely revamp your health and your energy levels without excess work and without the stress of diets and all the other stuff that we think it takes to get healthy We're throwing that all out the window and walking you through a process of truly making health who you are. So I'm super pumped about that. To get involved in Health Made Simple, which there are a limited number of thoughts, so you're going to want to sign up soon, you can find all that information at simplerootswellness.com backslash simple, which is all one word. Registration ends on May 28th to get involved in the summer session of Health Made Simple. I'm so thrilled, and there's so many good things coming your way. You really should check it out. You can find all that at simbertswellness.com backslash health made simple. But for now, let's get right to the show and welcome Rebecca to talk all about Rhythms of Renewal. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so... This podcast, I've been so looking forward to it because you recently released a book on rhythms of renewal. And rhythms is something I've talked a lot about, and I just loved your perspective of having four solid rhythms in life that really can shape a person. And I don't think there's a better time to talk about this than now in the midst of what we're going through And so I just want to talk first, where did you get the idea from this book? When did you realize, like, maybe I needed some more structure or some more rhythms in my life? Sure. I
1: wanted to uh, have a comprehensive view of the whole person. And these four rhythms are the four quadrants that I believe make up a whole person. And it came out of a season of having a decade ago panic attacks uh, that lasted almost a year and a half. And feeling like I lost my whole person. I don't even know who she was, where she went. Um, I was coming out of 10 years of having toddlers at home and my youngest starting kindergarten. And we had moved to Manhattan from the suburbs of the South. And it was this midlife reset where I was trying to reawaken and rediscover who in the world I was. Mm -hmm. And it was because I finally had a minute to think about it. You know, like my first born son in 2001, uh, I found six hours later after he was born, the doctor said, we see signs of Down syndrome in your baby. Mm -hmm. And that was confirmed with a geneticist six days later. So my entree to motherhood at 26 was a child with Down syndrome who needed eight hours of therapy within about eight months each week. I was leading, um, a, a team at our at our large church and I realized that I had to choose because I was kind of floundering um mm-hmm. with this new reality and so I stepped away when he was 8 months old and I basically was home while my other two were born and raised and all the way until they were going to school so that whole decade in its entirety going into it I was going to like work like my mom did she was a yeah. teacher She was working when I was working. She was home when we were home. And I was very driven, type A, firstborn. And um, that changed abruptly. And so it reoriented that decade for me. And so I found myself putting my my whole person in the role of wife and mother. Mm -hmm. And that's fine because that was a season and that was a role and a responsibility. But I knew that I'm a person, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a whole picture of all of us, like that isn't defined specifically just by our roles and our relationships. And so when my youngest went to kindergarten, we had moved to Manhattan and I was like, well, I have from eight to three every day to figure out who the heck I am and, or where did she go? And I was reminded that, um, in college I was a, a communications major, PR, graphic design, yeah. layout and typography, aesthetic. I love interior design, fashion. So I started taking night classes at Parsons School of Design with kids half my age. But I would just go down (laughs) in Union Square and try to be cool and pretend and like jump into fashion and interior design. And in that same season, I started having panic attacks because we had moved to New York, eight million people in eleven miles, and I just like it was as if something was trying to come out. Like, like I was exposed to a deeper truth was Mm -hmm. that I was trying to strive into a life that I wanted to orchestrate. And I had to kind of get to the end of myself in Mm. that season because I would have never guessed in that moment that I would be a writer and that I would be an author or that I'd be a teacher. Like I just, that was not even in my wheelhouse. But I remember, but I do remember my mom pushing my son on a swing in my mid thirties, casually saying, I always thought you'd write. Mm. and I was like that would have been super helpful when I was picking a major like I just <laughs> never saw myself with that identity but my I grew up like reading books voraciously like mm-hmm. I was called Becca book and we, we didn't have a tv so like I learned about life through the power of a story and it would make sense that readers make writers so fast mm-hmm. forward um that panic at season happened I walked out of it I walked out of like a healing journey after a couple years and I started to write about it mm-hmm. but but this whole picture of rest, restore, connect, create it helped me even now that I've got, I've been a mom now for almost 20 years. Like I'm a 19 year old, right? So we're, we're a couple decades into this. And I think it's important to know that like, we don't really wake into the holistic, like best version of ourselves until we've walked through roles and we've walked through seasons and we've walked through eras and we've seen how much more that's enhanced, who we are and what God imagined when he designed us or knit us. And I guess, um, we adopted a little girl 15 months ago from China and she is a kindergartner and she has down syndrome. So I kind of joke there are bookends. Yeah. And we have So we have three high schoolers in a kindergarten and it's almost as if God again was like, it was in the writing of this book. He was reminding me like, um, I, what i see in you right now is a whole picture of who i have for you it's 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 you living um generously from your whole, your whole mm-hmm. heart and you are resting like so rest let me just explain the four rhythms rest is the inner life it's the spiritual life it's basically between us and god going am i okay are we okay is my heart wounded hurting am I what emotions are of anger or resentment or bitterness am I holding on to is there is there guilt or shame or grief that's unresolved like I, I want to bring these to you so the rest rhythm invites you into that as a foundation because you can't be healthy emotionally spiritually physically relationally if you're not if your inner life is broken right. if your heart is broken and so the rest rhythm is the beginning, and I and I write very practical expressions for each rhythm. Um, morning routine, silence the noise, tech detox, routines for deep sleep, um, take inventory of your life, what's right, what's wrong, let's get quiet, mm-hmm. um, examine the heart. Like it's just all real practical small vignettes of like how to. Jump into this inner life rest rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, you go to restore, which is physical. Like, uh, uh, is my body fatigued all the time? Because you can want whatever you want, but if you're too tired and you don't eat right and you don't sleep and your mind is racing, like you're never going to get to what you want. You're never going to, your body's not going to let you get there. Even if your heart's doing better, your body still needs practical, actionable things. So I started writing chapters in the restore rhythm about physical health. So you've got spiritual health is rest restore physical health and physical health is all about brain food and seeking adventure and getting outside and raising serotonin in your brain. When you um, take walks or get out in nature or raise your heart rate. And it's all, again, these practical, tangible steps to go get you out your funk, get out the door, like get out the door, go. um, And if, if you are tired of groundhog's day, you know, figure out how to seek adventure in your life. Like make sure that you don't just sit on your couch because you want to do the thing, but you won't. Mm -hmm. Um, So that physical life to me is very important before you get to like your call, your vocation, Mm -hmm. your work, your, your relationships, because you can't bring the best self of you
0: to those things
1: if you don't take time to invest. And so these input rhythms are really important.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I love them all and I I think that you made one really good point at the very beginning when you said you haven't you can't really come into your own until you've lived this life and I feel like so many people are just out here chasing what they think is a better version of themselves or finding it that they miss all along like that there are other components to living a nourished life to creating these rhythms like we're so busy like get back up, hustle, work, you know, like that, that whole lifestyle of just keep going, never spend time for yourself. Like that's a really hard message to break. How did you, how did you figure this out? Like, how did you come to this place of like, no enough? Yeah. Well, I had had
1: to live these rhythms starting a few years before I Mm -hmm. wrote them Mm -hmm. because I had a relapse moment. And that's how I begin the book where I had seven years go by where I didn't have a panic attack. And then all of a sudden I was faced with a situation where I had the worst one I'd ever had. And I was covered with shame. And I thought, am I a fraud? I've been teaching all this emotional wellness, this Mm -hmm. health. um, um, And here I am having the worst panic attack of my entire life. And the truth that I really received from God in that season was like, Rebecca, I don't promise that the temptation to fear won't come knocking Mm. because it will, it will like you live in a world of frenetic activity, like, and there are things to be scared of, you know, Mm. but he says, but, but he said to me, he's like, um, what I sensed in my spirit was like, but I will always make a way of escape. Like basically there's going to be the temptation to fear, to curl up, to, to get in the fetal position on your closet floor and just say, "Will I always struggle with anxiety. Will I always struggle with depression? He's like, the temptation will come when you're out of rhythm and you don't have these healthy things in your life. But these rhythms are actually a way of escape. They actually are a way of like, I will be near you. I will, Mm -hmm. I will, I will breathe life into you. I'm the author of life. I will, I will help you get back up right? Mm -hmm. And what you'll take with you from those hardship seasons, like COVID, like where we are right now, what you'll take from this season is that God was still present. And that while you had a couple moments where you were like, I am bailing, I am running. I don't even have anywhere to go, but I'm running. I don't even, like fight or flight is in full mode right now. God is going like, guess what? I'm with you in this, in this place of sadness Mm -hmm. or discouragement or defeat or suffering or strife at home or whatever it is i'm with you and i'm going to give you new grace and new mercy to actually tackle it new tomorrow like in the morning like i'll give you perspective i'll give you insight i'll give you grace and patience i'll i'll allow you to actually hear from someone you weren't expecting that will remind you to take it easy on yourself and that, and the biggest truth honestly i've learned in this last couple of weeks, like month of, of quarantine is Rebecca, you don't have to make things happen.
0: Mm, yeah, The
1: lie, the lie of hustle, the lie of striving, the lie of the culture right now is, oh my gosh, everyone's freaking out. We have got to make crap happen now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's double downtime. Mm-hmm. And yet the truth is God's actually saying, and I believe, I believe like for me, Um, it's like you need to actually pull some things off your plate that really weren't in the center of what you were made to do. Mm. Um, you need to narrow the focus, um, get laser sharp on what it is that brings life to you. And yes, of course we all need income. We all need paychecks. We all need sustainability. That's true. But I do think when you listen to the voice of going, This is what I was made to do. Mm -hmm. Like this, brings me so much energy, so much motivation. I come alive in it. Then all of a sudden, like resource follows Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. right? When you're doing the thing that, like, you're just like, I'm, I'm, I'm alive right now. Mm -hmm. I'm. This is joyful for me to do this. I don't. I would, I would do it for free. The beauty is, resource follows. Yeah, because it's contagious. Like. Freedom is contagious. And when, when we see somebody offering something that clearly is bringing them life, like we're like, well, I could use some of that too, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I guess it's encouragement. And the last two rhythms real quick is connect and create. Connect is all about relational health. I think we all need to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. And I think quarantine has forced this, right? Yeah. Are we killing it so much at work that we're ignoring our kids or our spouse? Are we dusting things under the rug we never want to talk about? Are there addictions that are hidden? Are there... Like all this stuff gets exposed when we're in like this forced timeout. And so it's painful, but it's revealing and you cannot heal what is hidden. So when you start to uncover some things, because you're always around each other, you are able to get to the root of some things that might have healing. So I think a lot of people in this season of quarantine are going either I'm going to crash and burn or I'm going to get free. Mm -hmm. And And I think the answer to that question is clearly contingent on how willing are you to be vulnerable fully? How willing are you to be honest and to to choose to not stonewall, but to go, hey, I'm going to let you in on the places I've shut down. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important for kids, for teens, for marriages, for extended family, whatever that looks like. Um, Because we were never made to walk through life alone. Yeah, And I think achievement can be like, what, what happens is we're all searching for love, but we'll settle for admiration instead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, and that's, that's a slippery slope because it's lonely at the top is, is a, is a, is an adage because it's true. Like if you have lost all your intimacy and your need and your vulnerability for community to get to the top then the top is actually an idol and it offers nothing and it, it promises everything, but delivers nothing. Mm-hmm. Like you in the end are still alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I think this connect rhythm is really important in the season to lean into while it's painful to go, God, what is hidden that you want to heal? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm trying and it's mm-hmm. going to be messy and bumpy and ugly. Trust me. Um, but I don't want us to lose this moment because yeah. we might not get something like quite like this again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it's, 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 it's permission to go there mm-hmm. when we normally would rather just distract ourselves or mm-hmm. go on TikTok. Right. right. It's, like, <laughs> it's like, we could lose a whole life lesson in this season because of TikTok alone. And it's not because I hate TikTok. I don't, but I'm just like, the point is here that we get honest. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Um, and we pause Um, and then the final rhythm is create and that's our vocation. And it is, it is about doing the thing that makes you come alive, which I already addressed, but it's doing with the people you love because Mm -hmm. that's where the joy, like the fullness really is. So those are the four
0: quadrants. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you had to say about people kind of falling down the trap that admiration is a form of love. I mean, I think in this life of chasing big dreams and doing all these things, like I think at the end of the day, we are chasing a sense of love instead of just living loved. And even when you bring up loneliness, you know, like we talk about how we are friends with more people than ever before, or quote unquote, friends with more people than ever before. But at the same time, we're the loneliest generation and there's something to rest and going back to, to God's grace that fills us in a way that no other human can fill us. And it seems like this backward approach of like connecting and getting quiet is actually a form of feeling loved. Can you talk anything about that and what you found in that?
1: Yeah, uh, I um, I was always an extrovert. I thought growing mm-hmm. up, life, you know, just leader, firstborn. I just like wanted a party at all times. Yeah. And something about motherhood, I think, just kind of shifted where I was like, please don't follow me to the bathroom. Please, <laughs> please. Like, <laughs> let me take a shower by myself. Come on, um, and then we just adopted a you know a sweet girl a year ago who's been in an orphanage her whole life. She was abandoned at four months, yeah. so she's never had a mom. So when she looks at me jumping in the shower, she's like, "Can I take a shower?" And I'm like, mm. "Yes," you know, because I'm <laughs> yeah. kind of like, there's a side of me that's like, okay, um, she's wanting to be around me at all times, and yeah. um, I, we've already done that. We did that. We did. We went through that phase, like yeah. with my other three a decade ago. But I realized, like. Part of what we're all making up for, I think as adults, what we are trying to make up for is a little loss of intimacy when we were young.
0: Mm.
1: There is some loss of intimacy or vulnerability at some point in our lives of our childhood that either we, are, we, are, we had to grow out of something or we were kind of, we, we read between the lines because kids are very intuitive that like, these are the things you talk about. These are the things you don't. These are the times you feel safe. These are the times you don't. And, and what happens is when we never really get resolved in our own, like nuclear families, Mm -hmm. take those questions into adulthood. And we try to, uh, in some ways answer them through our achievements. Mm -hmm. We We try to wrestle them down through our achievements because achievements shows that, well, we can accomplish things. There is good things that comes from hard things and it is supposed to make up for all of it. Mm -hmm. But the problem is it doesn't, it actually, there was a quote I wrote in my second book, um, that public affection cannot heal private rejection. Mm. Like no matter how many likes or retweets or book sales or admiration that I get, that doesn't heal a heart that was wounded. It actually doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, um, when i When I think about that in an honest way, like I don't hold any bitterness or resentment to one particular person or thing or circumstance it wasn't it's not like that see chronic trauma really a lot of us are just raised in a setting of chronic trauma, which trauma all it means is somebody overparented or underparented mm. it doesn't mean that you were abused necessarily it doesn't mean you had this like horrific incident. It just means that somewhere growing up in your upbringing the way you receive things. It was either too much or not enough. And, um, and that's not to like throw any stones at anybody because trust me, my kids are going to say the same thing about me because I'm not God. I'm not God. I can't be the perfect, appropriate measure of everything they need at all times. But that's why we have a God. That's why uh, we have faith. That's in so many ways. I go, God, you're, you are a source of not being too much or not enough for me. Mm -hmm. Like, you basically let me come as I am and you meet me there and you let me kind of process these things with you so that I'm not trying to over, like I'm not trying to overreach or make up for whatever was lost in my achieving, Mm -hmm. like trying to validate my worth in my achieving as an adult. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because I think sometimes our, our worth is very much attached to our latest accomplishment. And and which is why, like, it, it's very satisfying for a season, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I've had three best selling books that are very satisfying in that season. There's a lot of joy and gladness and celebration. But then you're like, oh, wait, this next book actually put, <laughs> like, right. Yeah, like, your book was nothing compared. You know what I mean? Like, there's always gonna be something greater, mm-hmm. there's always gonna be something lesser to compare. And that's the, Obviously, we know comparison is a thief of joy. So it's kind of this idea of back going, like, what what are the motivations behind this? They can't heal a heart wounded. They really should be like all the work we create, the craft, the art, whatever it is we produce in life should come from the overflow of abundance in our hearts. Well, that can only happen from healing. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know that's what you ask.
0: Yeah. I mean... I mean, I think it is like just, just going back to, to the source. Like you said, I think sometimes we try to give ourselves way more power than we were ever created to have. And I think about this, even in the health space of like, you know, so many people are just living for their health. And I think a lot of times it's just the chase to try to achieve something. Like you said, that was probably missing our void at some point in their life. Um, and what we know and why I've gotten more into the faith aspect of this is because I've helped people get there and it's not satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's not as fulfilling as they think it is. And so then there's always another chase. And I've kind of thought that like chasing is a sense of closing down in a way to Mm -hmm. like the flow of God and like what he's trying to do in our life and the flow of love outward to other people in life. Mm -hmm. And even to yourself, So going along with like the idea of rhythms and creating these rhythms, I'm a really big person that there's, there's a lot of seasonality to it. And I think that our life feels so, you know, like we can kind of get into this, like what looks normal for us. And now it's like complete opposite of normal, but maybe it's just a different season, right? Like I think trying to be so static minded with how life is working is just an unrealistic way to live. Cause like you said, you've gone through decades of being a parent and now you have a kindergartner and you have high schoolers like, Mm -hmm. Your season has completely flipped on its head since adoption. Like what, how have you, how have you taken rhythms and not made them so static that if a new season comes, you can't be willing to change and flow with that season. Is that question making sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, rhythms, the rhythm of waking and eating and sleeping and being in relationship and crying out to God or prayer or morning meditation, whatever that looks like, and going to work. Those are never going to end we'll just be doing them in a different setting with different um ages and different seasons mm-hmm. of life and different members joining you but those things never end. So so what like like eating never becomes static because it's like it's life giving, right? right? You can choose to eat the same exact thing every day if you really wanted to or you could go but be like I was really into avocado avocado toast like in August and now I'm just doing like a smoothie or an acai bowl in the morning. It's like right, right you're just you're just being nimble in whatever mm-hmm. is kind of bringing you life in that season and feels like you're enjoying. And I I, I really appreciate the the dynamic part of rhythms. Is like I'm still walking and using the same legs I was using at 13, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm getting a little more like in this season. Um, if it's hot out, I get up at 7 a.m. and I walk a four mile trail with my husband and we talk and we grab coffee right before we go and we dream a little bit. And, you know, that was yeah. different than it did, you know, a decade ago when I was like t- hauling three kids to gold's gym and putting them in childcare just so I could get on it. <laughs> right. Like there's, it was still the rest. It was still the restore uh-huh. rhythm. I was still eating then and working out or doing something to move my body. But the, whatever season you're in invites you to be creative on like, what, what does, taking a walk look like today than it did like 20 years ago, or what does like um, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone look like today versus, you know, what mm-hmm. is eating smart look like today versus a year ago or 10, 10 years mm-hmm. ago. So I feel like rhythms are broad sweeping, mm-hmm. like the, the practices, the practices themselves might feel like redundant, but the way in which you do them are completely contingent on your season, and so mm-hmm. they're always changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be willing to just kind of ebb and flow throughout throughout the different seasons of life. Yeah. So,
1: so your morning routine, like my mm-hmm. morning routine when I had newborns, looked very different than it does now. Right. I mm-hmm. actually get to have one. Like my morning routine with like toddlers was oh wow I guess. I guess someone went their bed and I'm up from three to four and then I'm up again at five trying to nurse my infant. And now it's like, Oh, I actually get from seven to nine and I have more time because the teens are sleeping in a
0: little bit and we're homeschooling virtually. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So as you've incorporated these rhythms, I think one big thing that I have is like, oh, people want to change. Um, they want to do this, but there's always the give and take. Like even like when you hear people are like, oh, I want to get in the Bible more, but life kind you know, like there's all these other things. Did you feel like you had to go through a series of giving up things or what was your mindset perspective when it came to rhythms and like, just sorting through your life and saying like, okay, this is what I'm going to keep. And this is what I'm not.
1: Yeah. Well, the first hour is the rudder for your day. So the first hour Mm -hmm. of your day sets the tone for the next 15 hours of that day. So for me, morning routine, like abandoning that was not optional because it actually made me like... Um, an unkind human to be around. <laughs> and I was like, I really, want yes. my family to actually like me. I, that, would, uh-huh. that would be a plus. So it is not even an optional thing. So yes, other things had to go. Like I will never get up and get on my laptop right out of bed with a cup of mm. coffee. That sounds like death to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I cannot start outputting when I'm not got anything in me. That's not mine. Right. So yeah. like, I'll start with liturgy, like a book of prayers or a gratitude journal, or I'll just, sometimes I'll literally just like child's pose cause you know, mm-hmm. I've come out of years of yoga and I like the posture of surrender and release to receive so that I can receive. Um, and then I'll always like, um, just end with a prayer because I just, I was like, God, I, this, you gave me this new day. That's just how I see it. Like I could have died in my sleep last night, right? You gave me a new day. The sun rose. You're still, you're still doing what you do in creation. And we've been given a new day. That means all the words that were said yesterday that we regret or the things we ignored or the shame we felt or the shame we projected onto somebody else is done. And mm-hmm. and I ask for a reset right now. And I cannot do today differently than yesterday if I don't receive something from you in order to do that right now.
0: Yeah. And so
1: because it's not optional for me, like I I make time, right? Because I just don't want to be the same person that I was yesterday if I wasn't in a good spot. Like I don't want her to return. Like I mm-hmm. want to know, like so sometimes I'll open psalms because it's just like prayers of lament prayers of gratitude, of joy, of celebration. Sometimes I'll read through the, like the new Testament, just the words of Jesus and Mm -hmm. peace be with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, I give you peace. I'm like, yes, thank you. I come under your covering of peace. You are my peace. Right. Mm -hmm. And just sometimes we have to read those and we have to sit with it and meditate and go, thank you. You know, you tell me when I'm anxious. um, It's like I wake with a verse, like, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, tell God, like let, a, mm-hmm. let those requests be made known and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. I'm like, okay, so if I give thanks to you and tell you what's burdening me right now, you actually flood me with peace. Why would I not do that? it seems obvious. Mm -hmm. Like if I were to actually bring my prayers and my worries to you, you would return with gratitude. You'll return me with a heart of peace. Like that's what I need Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So I think I look at the morning routine, like that's the input rhythm. That's most vital of all. It's just as important as what you eat for breakfast. Um, it, it literally sets the tone for, for, and when you have enough morning winds under your belt, 30, 30 days of morning winds where you really took the time your family will look at you and go, you're, you're not the same person. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. You'll see that change and all these little rhythms that you do. Yeah. So as, as you've written this book and it's, it's been released for a while, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been, but yeah. So what have you learned since launching the book as you continue with these practices? Like, is there anything that surprised you as you've, as you've really made this a part of who you are?
1: Well, I practiced these rhythms for two years before it ever came out. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, it's not new information at all, but it's been mm-hmm. really, really fun and surprising that it's resonated so much for other people
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you can't write what you haven't already lived. Um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You can't bring anything with any authority. If it didn't transform you, there's a strong chance it's not going to transform somebody else. Yeah. But if it did, and it really is your new way of living, Then you're like, oh wow, this isn't just my new way of living. Other people are doing this too. And now there's a tribe of people that are like sharing their rhythms online, and they're like, Oh, we Mm -hmm. took an evening walk and we watched the sunset because the sunset releases red light, which is natural melatonin for your body. Mm -hmm. Like, we actually are so people will hashtag like rhythms for life or rhythms of renewal, taking an evening walk with my family. Because I mean, what else can you do at quarantine, right? Right. (laughs) So, like I feel like quarantine was basically set up so that you could live these rhythms without even trying. To because it's like the only thing you can do is think about what you're eating and getting
0: outside. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as we kind of wrap this up, what is like one you said the morning routine is one, one area that's kind of non-negotiable. Is there one routine or one rhythm in there that you've seen repeatedly and people that you've, um, that have read this book or something that you've seen in your own life that you're like, this is a really great rhythm to start with. Yeah. I
1: would say for, for the rest, the morning routine is my game game changer. I would say for restore, take a walk. Mm -hmm. um, outside Mm -hmm. in nature creation, get as, get as far away from like noise as you can is actually one of the most restorative things for your anxiety and depression because serotonin is released. Um, I would say, um, we can't, um, I would say I'm going to give you my favorite for connect because right now I would, I would, I wish it could be, um, um, physical touch, like give a hug, but you you can't because actually the human touch releases oxytocin, which is connection and belonging. And I think that's why people are suffering right now because we can't actually physically touch.
0: So hard, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you hug the people you can touch, like whoever they are, make sure you don't just do a high five, like hug the ones you actually can, um, Mm -hmm. if they're in your home or immediate family or whatever. Um, and then, um, but I do think another good one for connect right now is apologize first. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because everyone's fighting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen a lot of each other. If you are (laughs) like six humans in your home, someone's apologizing every day. So maybe you can lead with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the last one that I think is really essential for the Create Rhythm right now is working with your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't just zoom your way through the day. Like do something tactile. Um, So cooking, obviously, Mm -hmm. is a very... Effortless, like the, a natural on-ramp to the create rhythm. Um, but we're a like a there's like the like a massive
0: amount of people gardening right now. Um, mm, I know, yeah, and crazy amount. We have
1: literally cultivated millions of chicken farmers now, apparently, because <laughs> all of us
0: have coops,
1: right? So my, we we have we've had chickens for a couple of years. We live on land now in Franklin, from New York. This is now my reality. But I'm kind of glad because I was like, this is. this is good. Like Mm -hmm. we're planting garden beds and we have chickens and not only that, like I like to make new things with new herbs and just try new things. So learn something new and work with your hands is vital for Mm -hmm. your uh, rebirth in this quarantine season. Because here's the thing, quarantine didn't just happen, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything that happens, it, it does happen for a reason, even if we don't like the reason and we don't understand what it is yet. And we're frustrated that we can't have our old life. The truth is our old life leading into quarantine had four out of five of us exhibiting physical symptoms of stress. Mm-hmm. That's when we were living the lives we wanted. Mm-hmm. So this has been an interruption to that. And what it is offering us is a, go- a chance to go, okay, why don't you use a different measure of output? Because the output you were doing prior to this was literally stressing you out to the point where we were having the biggest mental health crisis of yes. the generation. hmm Like we were not being served well going into COVID. So we can't just leave the way we entered. Like we don't want to, like not at all. Like, so what does that mean? Well, all those things that were stripped away, be intentional about what you add back in. Pay attention Mm -hmm. to what brings positivity and enjoy. So for me, if like making new recipes are starting to bring joy, yes. If planting seeds makes joy, yes. If, you know, starting to draw again or paint or write music or just do something tactile um, is bringing joy, pay attention to that because that's what's been lacking all along.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is so good and so practical and really life-giving. And I, I hope that um, everyone gets your book and we're going to talk about that in a second. And just dives into this concept of rhythms because it can really transform your life. I'm a huge believer and I love the work that you've done. So thank you so much for being here and sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. So before we go, I have a few quick fire questions and then I'm going to have you tell us where we can learn more about your work. Okay. So the first question is what's one tool you use to help combat your anxiety?
1: Oh, goodness not to put you on the spot. (laughs) Yeah. I would just say prayer walks. Like Mm. I'd usually get out and walk pretty fast. I like brisk walking, like in nature and then just talking to God about it. Like just processing. I'm a verbal processor, but I can only put my family through so much. (laughs) So I take that verbal processing to God and go help me understand Mm. what's going on right now. Prayer is not a script. It's not like nobody needs to be intimidated by it. It's like, but I do trust that God hears and listens and gives me discernment as I pray. And so mm-hmm. there's a revelation that comes like a, a revealing of what's hidden. Usually I'm working that out while I move my body.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like the double win right there. Moving your body while you're praying. Yeah, it's like yeah. the the double edged sword that yeah. you have. What is your favorite book outside of your own, of course, in the Bible? Uh, Man's Search for Meaning. By Victor okay. Frankl. I haven't read that one yet
1: or heard of it. So man search for meaning. Yeah. It was written in the 1940s by Viktor Frankl who developed logotherapy and he survived four concentration camps in the Holocaust. Oh and yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's, it's brilliant. And it basically says meaning he, he has a whole, um, Psychiatry. Look, he treated uh, suicide patients in Vienna before the war, and actually got to, to where there were not a single suicide patient in the year before the Holocaust began. Wow. His 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 goal was that not a single person would commit suicide in the whole city of Vienna before the war, and it and it happened. And his wow. whole idea is that the root of anxiety is unfulfilled responsibility, which is means you're made for meaning, you're made for something, and you're mm-hmm. not living into it. And so part of it's figuring out the gap of what. You know where you are and what you want to see, what you know, what ought to be. And it's helping people bridge that gap. And so he Mm -hmm. says, meaning is defined by your work and your love and your bravery and suffering. I definitely highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, that sounds fascinating. I think I have heard of it, but I need to, I'm going to add that to my cart and grab that copy. So one more question. What is the first thing you do every morning for your health and your morning routine? Like, What does your morning routine look like?
1: Yeah, I start with water like room temperature with fresh squeezed mm-hmm. lemon because you have to hydrate your organs that are basically dehydrated that yeah. All night, and it just like clear it out and flush it before you throw caffeine on it, which dehydrates you more. So I start with that and then coffee and I do like a non-dairy creamer that I love, Califia Farms. Um, mm-hmm. and because I did a whole 33 years ago and I just cut dairy and gluten for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that's like yeah. my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll immediately open scripture in a journal and um I'll spend about an hour probably total because I just like, if it's quiet, I'll just take as long as the kids will get me basically. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll start with talking to God or just like processing the day or the week or whatever. But then I'll usually end with some sort of after prayer, it's kind of more of like direction. Like, okay, what is, what's going on right now? And what do I want today to, what do I need to, how do I need to interact mm-hmm. today with my mm-hmm. people? Yeah. Um, and how do I, where, how do I need to lead better? you know? So that's like kind of the outflow of that first hour.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So good. And the last question is what's the last piece of advice you've heard that you want to leave us with, or that you just want to share with us to give us all a little bit of encouragement in the season.
1: Okay. Well, the advice is that the lie will tempt you that you're better off alone, um, because you don't have to deal with stuff, but the Mm -hmm. truth is as we all know, you're better together and, um, advice to kind of reconciling relationship that I was given was give more than you take. Mm. And, um, you'll be surprised how it will turn around relationships that seem to have been lost.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good, Rebecca. Okay. Where can we learn more about what you do? Find your books, all of that information. Yeah. Mine is just my,
1: my handle's my name at R E B E K A H L Y O N S. It's spelled a little different. So at Rebecca Lyons on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, my book, like you mentioned is rhythms of renewal, trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose. And that's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, anywhere books are sold. The one thing that I want to clarify is that I wrote the book so that people would learn how to spell the word rhythm um so i wrote a song i wrote a song in the middle of the night one night and it's r-h-y-t-h-m-s once you know the song you won't have to guess (laughs) because so many people were spelling it
0: r-y and it's not Mm. it's r-h-y-t-h-m-s so
1: a little piece of trivia
0: There you go. Okay, well, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your wealth of wisdom with us. And I'm so encouraged by this, and I know everyone else is. So thank you so much again for being here. Thank you for having me. It was my joy. Obviously, I love my rhythms a little bit. And what I love most about rhythms is that while you have consistent rhythms, what it really allows you to do is open up and to change your rhythms as your life changes, as the seasonality changes, that you understand and you know how deeply healing rhythms can be and you desire to continue them, but what that looks like can change. It's also one of the best ways to fill your body with energy. Is these periods of time where you really focus on renewing yourself. These five-minute chunks during the day or an hour of your morning routine that can really boost your entire body to make it through the day and not just make it through the day, but to make it through in health and happiness and joy. I love rhythms, and I love the work that Rebecca is doing. If you want to learn more about creating healthy rhythms and the rhythms I've created in my own life, head on over to the show notes at simperitswellness.com backslash 217. I've also linked up all of Rebecca's books, where you can find those, and where you can follow her on social media. If you want to learn more about Rebecca, head to our website at rebeccalions.com. Okay, that's it for today's show. Don't forget to head on over to the show notes and while you're there, sign up for Health Made Simple. You will not regret it. I can promise you that this can change everything about your health and I want you to be involved because I believe in you and I believe that you are closer than you think. Head on over there to sign up and next week, I'm coming back on with a topic that has been the most requested that I have never given any attention to. You're gonna wanna come back to find out what that topic is. And we're talking about it. So stay tuned and I'll see you back here next week.